to say that I look out there and um, look at that bare patch of land, but I see a school. I don't just see a school, I see children, I see teachers, I teach parents going back and forward. I see a place where education is a joy and a delight and where heaven is expressed on earth. And uh, so and that's, that's, that's the vision. And God gave us that very clearly. He told us to do that. Um, a few years back now, when three of us, on the same day, God spoke to three of us out of the blue, and he gave three of us the words free school. Um, we didn't really understand it at that stage, and uh, we pushed in. So we know God's called us to do something. And when God's called you to do it, he didn't give you the resources, and he enables you. But you still need to work at it. So, um, I want to talk to you um, today about being on God's dream team. Some of you look excited by that, and I'm, but I'm, I, 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 will, I will establish it a bit more, but it, it, it is a great idea. I just, as I've been studying some things through the summer, there was, there's one particular passage of scripture which will go up to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 that has grabbed my attention, um, and I've not been able to escape from it. You know, when God's got your attention about something, he's just underlining it, so I've been studying around it. And um, <clears throat> I think you would have heard us say over, over the last, particularly last year, God has a dream. God has a dream, and he dreamed before the foundation of the world of what what would be the outcome of of all things coming together in heaven and earth. He dreamed of a bride for his son. He dreamed of eternity uh, with with you and me as his children, enjoying heavenly family for for all eternity. God's got a dream. And in order to accomplish that dream, he's actually recruiting a team, a pretty big team. But I like the fact that I or we we get to be part of God's dream team, and um, just wanted to before I I start looking at scriptures, I just wanted to read out some testimonies that we got um, from David's tent. Uh, so uh, Eastgate was 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 quite um, heavily involved with with David's tent this year, and uh, we provided the healing centre there. And here's some testimonies that just came after. On, uh, I think after day one of, of, of the healing centre at David's tent. Um, so this was a team who did a great job down there. So, the, so this is it. The swelling from arthritis reducing in front of our eyes. This is a few of the highlights. Eczema disappearing as we watched. A dancer who two years ago had ruptured a tendon um, which hadn't been fully recovered um, was now able to move a big toe, which is quite a big deal if you're a, a dancer, I understand. So... Um, and she was delighted. There's got, uh, somebody who was a piano player um, who damaged a tendon and uh, his range of movement was, was greatly increased. There was a man who 22 years ago injured his knee and has been in pain and troubled ever since. And he was crying, as, as were the team, as he realised that all his pain had gone and he got full, full mobility restored to his knee. <clears throat> Imagine that, 22 years and then God sets you free. A man who was deaf from birth started to hear sounds for the first time. That's an ongoing story. There was a lady who was due to have an MRI because she's got deafness in one ear and the loss of sensation on that side of her face. And uh, she had the full sensation restored and she could feel warmth in her ear. There was somebody who'd had two years' worth of pain in their ear due to repeated infections and that pain disappeared. There were knees and feet realigned, actually coming back, literally changing shape. Next, backs, migraine, all sorts of things being healed. And uh, so if you're part of that, just well done. That's, that's part of what's spreading out from here at Eastgate. Um, so let's, let's have a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Can we bring it up? 
And uh, so I'm going to read this out from verse 12 down. I'm going to comment a bit as we go. Um, and so it says this. This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church, which is one of the churches that he actually had a very, very direct um, involvement with. Um, he, he says he would have regarded himself as the father of that church. He spent a long time there actually establishing it and, and uh, knew these people well. So he says this. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they're not wise. It gets a little bit confusing around here. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere of service God himself has assigned to us. Now, that's, that's, that's the bit that, that has grabbed my attention. Um, and, uh, and you'll understand why as I go on, hopefully. But I was just... just taken by the fact that actually God has assigned spheres of service. Uh, and that, that's for us as individuals, but it's us together as, as church communities. Um, and the word that is actually used in, in uh, the translated sphere is the word metron. And now that word is, is translated in different ways through the New Testament. But basically it has this idea of a, of a sphere of influence that God has given you, he's given you a part to play. And it's, it's quite specific, but it's not limited, as I'm going to show you. It, it, it can grow. It's not just this is, this is it, this is the only thing he's given to you, but he's actually given you this. Because the reality is, is if you're faithful with a little thing, God will give you more. So it goes on to say this, that um, uh, our sphere of service God has assigned to us, a sphere that also includes you. We are not going too far in our boasting, as would be the case if we had not come to you, for we did get as far as you with the gospel of Christ. Um, now, the how many people know what the gospel means? Gospel means good news. So is God good news? Yeah, and I love the song, um, He's a Good, Good Father. Because it does say many, many people think they know what he's like, but actually they don't necessarily understand who he is. There's been a gross misrepresentation of who God is on planet Earth. And it's time to, to, to represent him in who he is. Have you ever had a sense of injustice when somebody sort of portrayed you in the light that you think, that's not me? That's one of the things that really bugs me when I... I'm sorry. Um, God, has, God has been misrepresented so much, but he, he, is, he is revealing himself that we can, so that we can represent him, we can present him as he truly is. So, we're not going too far in our boasting as would be the case if we had not come to you, for we did get to you as far as, <coughs> we did get as far as you with the gospel of Christ. Neither do we go beyond our limits of, by boasting of work done by others. So, so basically saying, look, we, we, we're not, we don't have to you know, boast of what other people are doing. We will rejoice with them, but actually this is it, and this is what we focus on. <clears throat> now, this is, this is the bit, again, that, that I've underlined this in my notes. It says, our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. Now, what... What I've been studying is, is the concept of as your faith continues to grow, your sphere of influence will greatly expand. And what Kim has just, just told you about is, is a, a, a direct example of that. So if you told me 10 years ago that we, was, we would open a primary school, I'd say, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> but I believe this, is, this thing, as you, your faith continues to grow, you, you will be surprised what God will do. But what's the key? Continue to grow. <laughs> As your faith continues to grow. And um, one of the things I know is that, that every day presents me with an opportunity to grow in faith. 
Because faith is basically my connection to God. So if you're having a bad day, you need to connect to God. You need to have a good, if you're having a good day, you still need to connect to God. You know, it's easier to not connect to God on the good days than the bad days sometimes. The need's more obvious on the bad days. <laughs> on the good days, I'm still connecting with him, rejoicing. Anyway, so, so I've been studying this, 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 the, this word metron and looking at it. And <clears throat> so I want to turn now to Ephesians chapter 4 and, and have a look at what this is going to say. And, and I know some of you are going to say, oh, my, is it Ephesians chapter 4 again? And I, I'm thinking, not Ephesians chapter 4 again. I don't know how many times I've preached on Ephesians chapter 4. Can I suck any more juice out of it? But the answer is yes. I, I managed to suck, 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 suck that orange and I've got some more juice out of it. Now, <clears throat> verse 7 says this, to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Now, so I, won't, I don't often do this, but I want you to repeat that. So, so to each one of us, Grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Okay, so what have you received? Okay, who gave it to you? And what portion has he given to you? He's given you a portion. Now, now this is really important because um, it's like if you cut up a cake, you get a portion of cake, but actually the cake's a whole thing. You don't make a portion of cake, you make a cake. It's obvious, isn't it? And, and, and God is making something whole, but actually there are portions and he's given you responsibility for a portion of his work. Okay? So, let's go down to verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So, God has not just <coughs> apportioned things out, but he's given gifts. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Now, <coughs> that is something that we've been looking at in great detail and depth here at Eastgate for a number of years, is actually how... All five of the ministries that God has given, if we call them these five, work together to actually equip us fully to be who, all who we're meant to be. Now, that is, it's an ongoing thing. I believe it's, it's still an area of increasing faith, where we're continuing to grow in faith and understanding. And one of the areas we're looking at very deliberately at the moment is, is, is how um, the dynamic of apostles and prophets work together. And I'll be talking more about that, and we'll be discovering more about that in the next few months. Um, but, but Jesus gave these gifts, okay, and their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. Now, what's that work? That's the work that's been apportioned to you. Yeah? His work, but he's, he, he's portioned it out. To do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That, that's the aim, is that we get to actually measure up to his full measure. Now, the word measure there is metron. So, so what is Jesus' measure? What is Jesus' sphere of influence? Let's not just think, what, what's Jesus' sphere of influence? It's everything. It, it, it's the whole world, it's the whole universe, he created it all, and it's not even just limited to this time scale, it's actually throughout all eternity. Pretty big? Big Metron. His is the big Metron. Think you've got a lot on your plate? He carries it all with grace. He paid for it all as well. I thought during worship, I don't know many of you know that I'm a football fan, and, and you know, the, 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 
the football transfer window shut. I don't know anybody who follows this stuff a bit like I do, but it's, it's been crazy. This, this, this absolutely balmy this year. But the, the amounts of money that are being paid, you think, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Obscene, stupid. <clears throat> but I just thought this morning, how much money did God pay for you to be transferred to his side? <laughs> what did he pay for your recruitment to be on his team? <laughs> yeah. Out limit. And then basically it says, what the Bible says, if he paid that much for you, how much more will he give you all things? See, you know, he's given everything. Now he wants to give you all things. <clears throat> so Jesus' metron is universal and eternal. And every one of us has a part to play in what he's building and what he's going to accomplish. Verse 14 says this, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. I like that. Growing more and more like Christ? So have you still got some growing to do? Yeah, because he's pretty big. Growing more and more like Christ. Who is the head of his body, the church? He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Isn't that beautiful? Don't try and be somebody else. Just be you. And as a church, we, we don't try to be another church. We're not trying to compare ourselves with other churches. We are who we are. We're Eastgate. We're happy to be Eastgate, but we're not trying to compare ourselves with others. It's not a competition. We're just part of what he's doing on planet Earth. If we're faithful with what he's given to us, he'll give us more. <clears throat> now listen to this. <clears throat> okay. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Now that, that word, special work there, is metron. So as you, as each part, as you do your work, what happens? It helps the other parts grow. so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And again, I just wanted to commend the church here. And I just, I've been leading the church a long time now, um, 28, coming up 29 years. And, but this last season, I just thought it was quite phenomenal when we said, right, we need to go to two meetings on a Sunday. Otherwise, there's no room for the harvest. And... Uh, we faced up to the challenges, and you faced them all up too, and how the, the teams have responded absolutely extraordinarily and helped one another and grown together in love. And I love the way that the departments actually very clearly, when, when we had the challenge of we need 50 more children's workers, all the departments will get behind that. And actually, they, many of them actually uh, effectively stopped their recruitment to prefer the children's department in love, realizing that actually if we don't look, don't look after our kids, we're not a great family. If you're an adult, you can actually make yourself a cup of tea or coffee, but the kids need looking after. Do you understand that those are the sort of things? And I believe it, what we've seen recently is, is an example of, of extraordinary faith in a community rising to the challenge because they've got their eyes on the bigger things. So, well done. And here God's well done as well. I believe God is commending us. So, Jesus' metron is the big one. Right, good. There are three things. There's a universal metron. That's Jesus. 
universal, eternal. We live here in a locality and in time. We are given a local metron, which is us as a community together, of sphere of responsibility, and then every individual has their own metron, which is your gifting, the bit that you play. And don't limit yourself, because it can expand. Which is why it's always good trying out new things, pushing on. So those are the three things. And as individuals and as a, a local church, we have been recruited onto God's dream team. Is that good? I'm excited by that. <clears throat> Here's a verse that should help you as well. Isaiah 9, verse 7. So, so Isaiah 9, verse 7. And Isaiah was written about six or 700 years before Jesus was born. This is what God says. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. Who's going to do that? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. See, God is determined, and he will do what he wants to do. <laughs> he really will. It's going to happen, because he's zealous. Do you know he cares more about this than we do? He cares about the harvest more than we do. He cares about your welfare. It's difficult to save money, but he does. He's a great father. <clears throat> and in Ephesians chapter 1, it talks about him bringing to unity all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. A few, um, few months ago, somebody asked me, you know, I often mention that I, I, I have a habit, I, this lifestyle that I have, of, I, I speak in tongues 24 hours a day, I pray in tongues 24 hours a day, and I worship 24 hours a day, because they're spiritual activities, and I, they don't sleep. So I just choose that, that's been my lifestyle for about 40 years now. And somebody said to me, what does it feel like to do that? I thought, that's a good question, what does it feel like? Because it's, it's my my routine and, and the only answer I could come up with it, I said it feels healthy it just feels good now do you know if you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling healthy you notice it don't you if you wake up in the morning and you feel healthy you don't even comment do you why because you get on with life that's the point of being healthy is doing life and back in, in, in what I've read out it talks about actually us being fully healthy and there's a, something about us connecting to God in that deliberate and ongoing and growing way that enables our health <coughs> spiritually. And you know, if something's healthy, it grows. I love there's a phrase that Tim Smith actually says. He says that we don't have a church growth strategy. We have a church health strategy. When my kids were growing up, I didn't have a strategy to make them grow. <laughs> so what we're going to do, you're going to grow. That just happens. It's normal. We're rediscovering the normal of Christianity of what's healthy and what will grow. So I want to tell you just <laughs> some of the things that are happening in and around Eastgate, just so you get an idea, because it is literally crazy. And if I think about we're doing all this, and there's a massive going on just within the next two or three weeks here at Eastgate. So we started two morning meetings. Well done. Evening meeting carries on. We're going to open a primary school. We're working on the establishment of a network of churches called Living Fire. We're establishing a network for healthcare professionals called Heaven in Healthcare. If you're involved in healthcare, in any dimension, GP, receptionist, doctor, consultant, nurse, physio, then I would like for you to come to the conference we're having <coughs> later this month because we are going to work at establishing Heaven being released into the world of health. Even as I was driving in this morning, I've got my radio on and it's all about 
the problems of the health service. Who's going to provide the solutions? Us. It's not a political issue. It's a people issue. The answers are there in heaven. And as we grow in faith, then those answers will be released. Uh, we've got the healing centre. I said, actually, I said this at the first meeting. I said, so, <coughs> now we've got some great testimonies coming out of the healing centre. Keith McDowell. Walking without a stick and stuff, Keith. Got released from your pain, didn't you? There he is. <laughs> Woo! For the sake of the, sake of the recording, need, need the stick, doesn't need the stick anymore, managing stairs off painkers, brilliant. And that's because I actually came to the healing centre. I, I was thinking, how many, how many, most of us know the healing centre's there, how many of you actually use it? <laughs> it's just, it's, I know you could get prayed for on the Sunday, but actually there's a dynamic of healing going on in the healing centre that is, you know, access it. And just be there for fun. It's good. It's a great, great environment. There's a transformation centre. We're, we're developing a transformation centre. Donna there is actually taking hold of that. There's all sorts of things happening in that department. As I say, there's apostles and prophets going on. We've got the, the, the opportunities in the Garden City. It's all, it's all being built around here. We're interacting with, with, with uh, the, the authorities about that. I think, man, what, you know, the sphere is in, enlarging. <laughs> it's just crazy. You know, the opportunities I've got with, with, with other churches, um, even churches in other nations now asking us for interaction to, to learn from us. We've got our supernatural school. We got thinking, and some people say, be, no. when, when I, I talk to people about what goes on in our church, they say to me, man, you must be really busy. So, no, I've got a lot of great people. got a lot of great people. Because I don't do it all. There's no way I do that all. So I'm, I'm not involved in most of it. I couldn't do that. But we can. As we continue to grow in faith, our sphere of influence, our metron will increase because God wants it to. Does that make sense? Because he has given us things to do. And, you know, there's more and more. more <laughs> it literally, and, you know, there, there's plenty of room for everybody. Um, God spoke to me over the summer, and I was thinking that sometimes when you get a church of this size, and it is, it's, it's a considerable size now, the church, um, we almost have the idea that it's difficult to connect to it. And I thought, actually, that's completely nonsense. There are so many great things to connect to. So many opportunities. It's easy to connect to. I remember when I went to university, I didn't complain about all the options that I had. Just chose. Do you understand? It's like some of you going off to university. You're going to have to choose the options. There are too many. To, you know, it's like that here. And they've got so many great people. You, you know, if you can't connect, find a way. They're, they're, and that's what the connection groups and, and stuff are like. So, um, I just felt also, just to prophesy over this, that the, the worship and the music is going to be taken to another level. I felt that during the first meeting very clearly. And I thought also actually, just, just as we're experiencing worship there, that, that God is taking us somewhere. And those of you involved in that, well done for what you've done so far, but there's a lot more to come. Um, How am I going to land this? This is going to be fun. This is part one of this sermon, right? So two weeks' time, you're going to get the second part, because I basically set out a list of, actually, I want to teach you how to continue to grow in faith. Would you like that? Are Are you on that journey? 
grow in faith. Because as you continue to grow in faith, this fear is just going to expand. And people are going to come. They're going to come to know Jesus. And they're going to love him and serve him. See, Jesus didn't die just so you could be forgiven. He came to give you life in all its fullness. And we're discovering more and more and more of what that fullness looks like. I believe it's really important also that, remember this, that we have a real sense of God's prophetic purpose. I remember years back somebody said to me, if you, if you haven't got a, a dream and a sense of prophetic purpose, which is too big for you, you probably haven't got God's one for you. If you, if you can work out how to do it, then it's... <laughs> That's, that's the easy no, Actually, you need a prophetic purpose that almost scares you. And you might get one of those individually, but if you haven't got one individually, you don't have to get one individually, because corporately we've got a lot. Got some dreams? Mr. Gilpin? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to profit. Graham Wellspring. <clears throat> I keep being drawn to you in the spirit right now. And <clears throat> I believe God's given you a specific, very specific portion <clears throat> of what gets built in Eastgate. And you wouldn't necessarily think of yourself in that light. But I've said this to you personally, but I'm going to say it publicly. You are a man around whom a church can get built. And I want to say I appreciate you very much, but <clears throat> wait and see what God's got in store for you because it's more, a whole lot more than you've experienced at this moment in time. But it's going to be U-shaped because God has gifted you U-shaped. Don't try and be somebody else. Be you. Rob Schultz reminded me <clears throat> in worship that the 3rd of September was the day that the Second World War started what was that about freedom overcoming the works of an evil one to set a continent free I believe that's what we're about that's what we're called to and I'd like you to stand together and we'll pray finish this if you want to join in this great work of God God has given us something great to do we're going to stand together I want you to say, let's stand side by side, shoulder to shoulder. Jesus, thank you that all things are yours. And you will accomplish that which you've purposed. But thank you, you've also given us grace. You've apportioned works for us to do. And we choose to be faithful right now with what you've given to us. We choose to step forward. And we choose to continue to grow in faith. Father, we thank you for each other. And thank you for all those people you're going to bring in. Because you love the world. And you won't leave them as orphans. But you will bring them into your family. And Father, we pray. We pray for, in this coming year, we pray for an expansion. We pray for success. For Hope School, we pray for the numbers. We pray for success with Heaven in Healthcare. With Supernatural Schools, with Heaven in Business. With all that we do. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your goodness poured upon us. In Jesus' name. Amen.